0: Welcome to the Brand Builders Love Podcast. I'm your host, Suze Chadwick, creator of Brand Builders Academy and the Amplify Accelerator. Right here on this podcast, we'll inspire you to become a bold and powerful voice in the world and claim your space with confidence. You can be bold and go against the grain to become the creative rebel you wanna be. Forget average, it's time to level up. Hey, hey! welcome back to the podcast. Awesome to have you here. Today, I wanted to share a live that I did. I did write it for the podcast. I did it as a live too. uh, All about the ups and downs in business. It's a conversation I'm having quite a bit. And so I wanted to share some thoughts that I have about how you can manage that in your business and be prepared for it. Because I think Preparing ourselves for when things are good and preparing ourselves for when things are not as good is really important, and having that foresight to be prepared for it as well. So, that is what today's podcast episode is all about. I hope that you're doing well, and I hope that life is good. Just wanting to let you know that. Now is a great time to join BBA. Anytime is a great time to join BBA. We are updating all of the content now. And so make sure you head to Suzechadwick.com forward slash BBA if you want to, perfect for this podcast, get your business set up and prepared to have longevity, to have the foundations in place and to make sure that you are managing your money, you're managing your sales, you're managing your marketing, you're managing yourself in your business in a really productive and profitable way so just wanting to invite you to come over and hang out with us in BBA and learn how you can build a profitable business without the burnout but listen without further ado let's dive into this week's episode conversation that I have been having a lot in my mastermind groups is the ups and downs of business and how you can start to navigate them as well. I think that you know, there is some noise coming out of the U.S. about, you know, the business world going up and down. I thought it was worth having a chat this morning about the ups and downs of business. Let me know how you're feeling about business at the moment. Do you feel like it's business as usual? Are you finding that things are up, things are down, in between, coming into Christmas? Uh, I think that it's just really interesting. And so I just wanted to share a couple of thoughts that I had with you on, on how you can navigate the ups and downs of business and how you can have the mindset around managing that. Because at the end of the day, if you're going to be in business for a long time, which hopefully all of us are, then we're going to go through this roller coaster of the ups and downs. Sometimes you're going to be booming, business is going to be amazing, you're going to have loads of clients, and other times it's going to be really quiet. And so it's just really about how do you set your business up so that it can navigate when things might be a little bit slower or a little bit lower than what they normally are as well. If you've got any questions during this live, then just hit the little button for, uh, to ask a question or just drop it in the comments and I will try and catch it as well. But when it comes to the ups and downs of business, I think the first thing that I would just say is money management. And if you followed me, for a while, you know, that I talk about this all the time. When I came into the entrepreneurial space, one of the things that I spoke to so many women about was, I guess, the lack of education around managing money in business and how to be really savvy with it. And so when you're managing money well in your business, then it means that during lean times, you're totally fine. Yeah. Because you've already thought about it ahead of time. And so, For me, some of the things that we like to think about and talk about with my clients is having like three months plus worth of operating expenses saved in your OPEX, your operating expenses bank account. Yes, it's fine to save in your business. I almost want to put that out there. If you're not saving in your business... And you're kind of banking enough money for you to, if you didn't have sales for three months, would you still be able to run your business? If you didn't have sales for four or five months, would you still be able to run your business the way it is now? And so becoming really savvy with that is really important as well. So really thinking about whether you save money. The other thing I talk about a lot is paying yourself forward. So when you get a windfall, when times are really good in business, then you're banking that in your pay account and then you're paying yourself forward with it. And so making sure that you are looking after yourself financially in your business, I think is a really important thing. And just thinking that I'm going to save this for a rainy day. I'm going to pay myself now, but I'm also going to bank it. I'm going to save. And I'm going to save for that rainy day when I may not have a bumper month or I might go on holidays. Yeah. Or I might just decide that I need a bit of a break. And so you can't have those breaks in your business if you're not managing your money in a really savvy way as well. And then obviously always saving for tax. So I just paid a really big tax bill this week, which was, you know, never, it's never fun, but I'm also like, yeah, it's fine. I've got it there. And so when we are talking about the ups and downs of business, I think that money management and being really financially savvy is one of the most important things. And it's something I want to talk about more. I feel like I talk about it all the time, but I also want it to become a conversation that we're really open about and that we're able to have the, you know, have open conversations about as well. I think the other thing when it comes to the ups and downs of business is really making sure that you're selling to your client's current needs based on what's happening in the market as well. And so I was talking with a client yesterday, we were having a session and I was just talking about whether the message that she's sharing with her audience is one that really speaks to who her client is. Uh, Now, I kind of did a funny reel yesterday, which was a Snoop Dogg audio about who I am. And I shared what my clients really value about me. You can go and use that same audio and play with that. But I think it's really important for us to be able to name, describe, talk to our ideal client. And I feel like when people hear ideal client, they switch off. It's like, yeah, I've heard that before. But What is it that your ideal client is feeling right now and how are you naming and claiming them so that they're like, oh, she's speaking to me. And I think that when the market gets noisy and when the market has a little bit of a downturn, it's the people who speak directly to their audience in a very like knowing way. Like I know exactly who you are. I know exactly what you want and I know what's happening for you right now at this moment in time, that rise above the noise. And so if you're just sharing the same message over and over again, consistency is really good, but relevancy is even more important. So I'm just going to say that good. Again, consistency is good. Relevancy is more important. So there's no point being consistent with a message that's not connecting with your audience at a deeper level. And so us being in contact with our clients, us having the conversation, what are you struggling with right now? how are you feeling about what's going on in the market? Uh, You know, uh, what are are things that I can help you with more right now? Those sorts of questions, which are open-ended and not yes or no, not closed questions, can give you a lot of information about how you can be selling to your audience right now and how you can really speak to them about what it is they need. And so when the market is Sometimes I'm not saying it is here in Australia, but when the market is in a downturn, then we have to be more relevant and it's such an important thing. And so how are you having more of those conversations and what are your clients telling you as well? And then the third thing that I think is really important when it comes to the ups and downs of business is that you need to be agile. And so one of the conversations that I'm having in my mastermind is in the one that I'm in and a lot of those businesses are like multi-six, seven-figure businesses that have been around for 10 years. So they're not flashes in the pan, they're like tried, true, tested, been around for a long time. They're really talking about how do we take what we've already got right now and how do we maybe adjust? It to what we think our market wants. So, for example, one of my mastermind um, colleagues she's had like a year-long program and now she's only offering it for eight weeks. So obviously the price has come down, but then the support and the cost has come down as well. And so when you take a look at your products and services, is there a way to be more agile with them? Is there a way to take them and offer them in a different way and just test it out? I think sometimes we get a bit stuck in, this is what I do and this is how I do it. And it's okay for us to shift and change things as well. And for us to test out different methods and models of how we want to run our business, how we want to charge, how we want to deliver our services and our products too. So if you are finding that you're not selling as much, or you're finding that it's just not as busy as usual, I really want you to think about Obviously that you've got the money banked for yourself for the rainy day, that you're speaking to your client's current needs in a way that really connects with them in a deeper way. And then also just being really agile in business. You know, can you change the payment plans? Like I've got a podcast episode coming up that is instead of being affordable, be more accessible. So it's not about dropping prices, but it could be about giving your audience and your customers are different, like you could pay over 12 months instead of over three months. Yeah. So the price stays the same, but it just gives them the access to the product or service in a way that can really work for them. So I really want you to be thinking about how do I think bigger? How do I think differently? How can I shift and change what I'm doing without constantly creating more products and services but really being agile and creative with the products and services that I have at the moment as well. And I'm actually going to throw this out there. Do you need to raise your prices so that you're pricing yourself out of the weeds and the noise of the market in order to elevate your brand and stand out? Now, some people would just be like, oh my gosh, I would like, if business is like not booming and it's not busy, I'm not going to raise my prices, Suze. Well, the question is, is that depending on what it is that you do, the people who are looking for your service, they may be looking to invest more to get more service, to get higher touch, to get more support rather than getting something that there's like a million of them. Yeah. So if you sell something and there's a lot of people that sell the same thing, I'm just going to bend your brain a little bit and challenge you to think a little bit differently and just say, what would happen if you raised your prices and you ended up with people who are like, actually, I want more of you and I want the opportunity to work with you. And so I'm happy to pay more for it. And I think sometimes we don't do that as well. I'm just going to come up so Econ Profit code relevancy is something you speak about in Play Big Brand Bold. Love the book. Thank you. Yeah, it is. And I'm always going to talk about relevancy because that's where we have to constantly be evolving and changing our message and how we're connecting with our audience is that the market is always changing. You know, as I'm doing this live, it's now November 2022, but at the beginning of 2023, the market the market might change as well. And what's what we've had in the last two years is different to what we've got now. So, how have you changed? How have you changed what you're doing, what you're talking about, what you're offering, how you're offering it? Are you giving your clients more accessibility to what it is that you're doing? Are you having real really great conversations with them? And I think that this is something that I talk about a lot because I don't think enough people do it. And if you are not selling what you've got, then you've got to relook at what you're doing and how you're doing it. And it's not about putting your head in the sand and saying, nobody's buying. The market's not good. People don't have money. We're coming up to Christmas. Yeah, people aren't buying because it's Christmas time. And that's just not true. Yeah, and I also want you to think about if you are... It could be a service or a product based business. Obviously, product based businesses during Christmas, that could be a really peak seasonal time for them. But I also want you to think as a service based business, is there an opportunity for me to offer my service as a Christmas present to my audience to help them think differently? Maybe they don't need another Christmas present that is this particular thing. Maybe they want to improve their mind. Maybe they want to get their family to support them to get a coach or get somebody to help them do something else like with their website or their copy or whatever it is. And so I think that we have to educate our audience as well on what the opportunity is to work with us and how they can maybe think about it a little bit differently. Like I have to say, I said too, it's my birthday this month and obviously Christmas is coming up too. And my husband said to me, what do you want? for your birthday and for Christmas. And I'm like, I just don't need stuff. Like I do not need another thing. I either want experiences or I want, like, I want to learn something new. Hey Deb. And so I just really want you to think about how are you educating your audience to say, have you thought about buying this, the experience, this product, this service as a Christmas present? Yeah, as a Christmas present or as a birthday present. And so really getting creative and educating your audience on how else they can think about purchasing from you as well I think is like a really smart thing to do. And yesterday in BBA um in our Facebook group I was asking all of my clients like when was the last time you marketed yourself. This is a conversation that we have a bit because within BBA I teach the memos with these, which is a monthly energized marketing offers. And so there's lots of different ways that you can market yourself and You know, some people were saying, I market myself twice and I feel like a broken record and I feel like I'm overselling and I'm just like twice is not a lot. And so it's it's about the different ways. Yeah, it's about the different ways that you can market yourself. And I'm just going to be really honest right now. I'm in the thick of Magnetic Mastery, which is the live event. I need to make sure that we're selling the tickets, that we're getting bombs on seats. So we're getting creative with it. I went down to the venue yesterday. So I showed like the venue because people buy with their eyes. Never forget that. People buy with their eyes. And so if you are not showing and how you can show, if you're a service-based business, you can show through testimonials. You can show through screenshots of clients' results. You can show through screenshots of you coaching a client. If you're a product-based business, you already know that you know your product the look and feel of it is important, but also showing like you talking about it or you showing how you're creating it, things like that. So we buy with our eyes. Desire comes from what we see as well. And so if I see it and I can see the process of it and I can see other people doing it and I can see how happy other people are, that's amazing. So I've just asked a group of my Amplify clients to do video testimonials for me. Why? because we buy with our eyes. Yeah, we buy with what we see, with what we hear. And so you've really got to access all of your clients and your audience senses in order to build desire. So desire takes a lot of different senses. I want to see it. I want to smell it. I want to hear it. I want to feel it. And when I have those senses, and obviously you can't always do all online, but the more that you can connect with your audience around their sensory decision-making, the more you build desire for them. Yeah. So I just want you to really think about how you can do that. And so when it comes to selling, especially we're just talking today about the ups and downs of business, when it comes to selling, you've got to think about and get super creative with the different ways that you sell. Yeah. So I sell through, I call it story selling, which is come and see, come along for the ride, come and check it out. Yeah. What other things could you do that could help people who are sitting like on the fence about buying something, coming to something, doing something? Is there something that could make it a like a great decision for them? So for me with Magnetic Mastery, we've got goodie bags that we're creating as well. But for me, it's all about the quality, not the quantity. So I want like really beautiful, like less but high quality stuff. And then I've also thrown in like somebody will also get a um, a 90-minute strategy session with me. I'll do a random drawer of every, everybody that's bought their Magnetic Mastery ticket. Um, and, you know, we've got gorgeous things that are happening at the event. And so you've, your audience is only going to know what you're offering if you tell them. And a lot of times when I speak to clients, they assume that, their clients know all of the amazing things that they're going to get. And so I really want you to sit down and I want you to think about all of the actual, like the practical things that you're, write two lists, all the practical things that your clients get when they buy from you. And then all of the emotional things that they get when they buy from you. And then I want you to ask yourself, are you selling both? Are you selling both? Because that's what will make you stand out. Because everybody's like, here's my thing, buy it. But if I say, When you buy this, you will spend the day in an incredible environment. You will connect with people who might become your business besties. You will walk away with a magnetic message that you feel so incredibly passionate and connected to that you can't help but sell it. And you will spend the day in beautiful environment where you will get to work on your business and not in your business. And you will feel amazing at the end of it. You'll walk away trusting yourself. Like you can either sell the thing or you can sell the opportunity and the outcome and the desire and the wow factor of the thing. So just know that when you are in a market where you might be, competing. I'm just going to say the C word competing against other people around what people are buying. You've got to think differently. You've got to think bigger as well. Yeah. I'm just going to come up into the comments. Uh, Deb says, love this idea and supporting local small businesses rather than the big chains. Yeah, absolutely. And so you've got to think about like, that's a values alignment as well, isn't it, Deb? So I just really want you to think about what's the value alignment that, so we're talking about, these are the benefits of buying my product. This is the emotional outcomes of buying my product. And what's the values alignment here. So if you're somebody who wants to support small business, if you're somebody who loves high quality handcrafted things, if you're somebody who blah, 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 whatever it is, then that is the value alignment selling as well. And so in a more competitive market, really tapping into somebody's values. I think that comes back to one of the earlier points that I made, which is really knowing your audience super well, so that you know that actually this is something that they really value. This is something that they really want. And so by me selling the benefits of the product, the emotional outcomes and the values alignment, that's like what you, that's, that's the perfect combination as well. And so Bunches of the Style says, how can we attract higher paying clients? So Bunches of the Style, I always say that in order to attract higher paying clients, your brand has to be positioned at a higher level. My example is always the same. I'm not going to walk into Chanel and ask for something that costs $5 and I'm not going to go into Kmart and expect to pay 5,000. So if you want to attract higher paying clients, you have to be a higher quality brand or business. And so you've got to take a look at if you want to charge, I don't know, let's just say $5,000 for something. Then when I come to your website, I need to feel like I'm getting, I'm like, that's where I'm at. If I read your copy, I need to feel that's where it's at. When I look at your content, I need to feel that's where it's at. At the end of the day, from a sales psychology perspective, people make decisions within three to five seconds as to what they think they will pay for what you have. And so you've got to look at your business with a critical eye. Yeah, you've got to look at your business and say, if I was somebody else and I was looking at all of this, do I think that I would pay X amount? And also just the quality of like how you show up, what you talk about, et cetera, will make a big difference to what people are willing to pay for what it is that you have. Yeah, you've got to be able to sell, like I said, the, the benefits and the emotional and the values. And then you've got to position yourself at, the Chanel level. If you wanna, if you wanna be, if you wanna work with high-paying clients, then make sure that you look and feel and sound and it works in a way where they're like, I like, I know that this is going to be a great investment as well. And so I have worked to do these bunches of stuff, and that's okay. You know something, I feel like, and I, you know, this is my journey as well. When I started my business nine years ago, and it was a side hustle, and I wasn't sure it was going to be a thing. I created like my branding on PicMonkey or something. It was terrible, yeah, because I was like, I don't know if this is a thing or not, but let me just see. And then over the years as the business has grown, as I've become really clear on who I am, who I serve, what I offer, then my branding has and my brand position has gone up. And so it is something that can be an evolution. Like unless you come in all guns blazing, you know, and you're like, I know exactly what my brand is. I know where it's going to be positioned. I know what my pricing is, et cetera. Then sometimes it can take time to get there as well. And so I just want you to know that you're not alone and that you can absolutely shift your brand position to start to charge more but i think you've got to start to really think differently yeah i think that i think that if you are looking at other businesses and you're thinking if i just make my business like that then it'll work then that's just not true at all so you've got to come from a place of differentiation like what's different about you You've got to show up to build trust and you've got to build the relationship. Uh, and you've just got to think about how can I do this in a really different way as well. Uh, so I'm just going to come back to the comments. Uh, the Grateful Awakening, thank you so much for sharing this. Insights definitely has me thinking. Yeah, absolutely. And so that's what I always, I just always want you to be thinking. I always want to challenge you to think bigger to play bigger, to connect with your audience on a much deeper level. You know, I'm planning out a, um, it's like a savvy sales boot camp is what I think I'm going to call it. But one of the things that I'm really talking about is interaction marketing. And I am all about interaction marketing. Yeah. And relationship marketing is one of those things. And so I think it's just really important for us to start to think about who am I interacting with? How am I interacting with them? What's the conversations I'm having? Am I caring at a deeper level? And also being unattached. And so what that means is that we need to have many balls in the air. You've got to become a juggler. When you're a small business owner, you've got to become a juggler. And so you need to have multiple sales balls in the air. You've got to think about if one person says no, you've got to have another five people who are potentially going to say yes or 10 people that are going to say yes. And so that's like the oldest sales thing ever is that you never want to rely on one thing. Like even when I was in consulting and we were doing like fifty, a $100,000 deals, I always had like, 10 people that I was at the beginning of my conversation with. And then I had another 10 people that I was like meeting with. And then I had another 10 people where we were in the sales process. Because at the end of the day, only one or two or three of those might come off, depending on what your price point is and what you sell only, you know, one or two of those might come off. And so you've got to make sure that you're always building those interactions. You're always building those relationships in order to make sure that you're selling and you're getting the revenue in that you want to get in as well. You know, and I talk about this in Brand Builders Academy, which is going to be the Bold bold Business Academy in 2023. I talk about this all the time. And so it's really important for you to understand your sales process And for you to be able to manage it well. Yeah, so... That is what today's live is all about. I am literally recording it on the podcast as I do this live because repurposing, but that's what we've been through today. So if you've missed this live, I'm going to repost it here, but also come across to the Brand Builders Lab podcast and you'll be able to listen to that and a lot of other content as well. But what we went through today is around the ups and downs of business and managing that. The first thing is becoming a incredible money manager. Yeah. The, the second thing that we talked about was making sure that you're selling to your client's current needs and really having amazing conversations with them and being relevant. Yes. Relevancy beats consistency. Just constantly being consistent with the wrong message. <laughs> this is not going to help you. So relevancy over consistency, but put them together and you've got a powerful combination. The third thing was being agile in your business. Think of different ways. Yeah. It's not about affordable. It's about accessible. So how can you be more accessible to your audience? How can you get creative with what you've got and sell it in a different way too? And then we ended up talking a whole lot about sales, which I hadn't planned on, but all good. I always love talking about it. So I hope that that helped. Amy, you're so welcome. I can talk about this stuff all day. I've got to jump and go get on my Amplify coaching call. But if you do want to find out more about how you can really manage your money, your sales, your marketing, your mindset well, then definitely check out BBA and come and join us because I talk about this stuff all the time as well. Well, that's it for another week. It has been amazing to have you here as always. And remember to follow me on all socials at Suze Chadwick but thanks so much for listening if you enjoyed this episode then I would love you to leave a review so that others can find the podcast and come and hang out with us every week until next time have an awesome week and make sure you keep playing big and branding bold